Hi, this is Nathan East, hanging with the teddy bear on LOTL Radio, The Zone. And I find it interesting 
he pretty much extended the same sentiment that you just expressed. Uh, it is a case-by-case, but you can tell the difference between people who take this seriously and the ones that are just doing cookie-cutter. Uh, substance has always been a priority in music. Um, I've seen things just as well as you have over the years, how music has changed, how the industry has changed. Being an independent artist is a major difference between being having control over your product and also being signed to a major label. What has it meant for you, not just being an artist, but also as a business person, having complete control over your career, being independent? That's a great question, and let me preface it by saying I wish I would have made this move two decades ago. But okay. you know, all good things in time, you know. <laughs> but I, I, I must tell you, though, that it, it's the best move that I've ever made. Uh, I am just so very thankful that I have an audience that sways with me wherever I go. You know, if I do a contemporary jazz record or a traditional jazz record, whatever it has been along the way, my audience has been right there for me. And the decision to become independent, um, that, that was not an exception. My audience has been right there. And I, I believe that my audience doesn't really care where the music comes from, be it a major label or an independent label, it's, as, as, as we discussed earlier. As long as the quality and you can hear the commitment in there and, and the genuineness of, of what the, that particular artist is trying to convey, I don't think they care where the origin is from that music. And so a few years ago, I decided to uh, leverage my um, popularity with my audience and do my own label. And it's, it's been just a wonderful ride. I, I love being hands-on with every facet of it um, and the control and then just developing a legacy uh, for the Albright brand, you know, for generations to come. And as you well know, my daughter, Selena Albright, uh, is doing basically the same thing that I'm doing with her own label. And she's doing the same type thing with her own career, you know, touring, doing dates and things like that. So uh, I just want the, the legacy and the brand to, to have a real good chance of uh, just being perpetual and, and, and strong in that perpetuity. And that's why I went independent. Well, I'm glad you brought up your family. And just for me on the outside looking in, I've always felt in your music that your personal life, the extension of your personal life, i.e. Mrs. Albright, has always played a major extension and major influence on your music. What has it meant to you over the years to have that kind of luck, support, understanding, understanding and nurturing from your wife, knowing that being, being a musician is a 24-hour day job? And a lot of times you have to even do a lot of extensive traveling. What does you have that kind of support from her? Well, it's the ultimate blessing for me. Uh, it has meant everything. Uh, you're talking about a relationship of 47 years. I met this beautiful lady in junior high school and uh, ninth grade. And she <laughs> has seen every facet of not only my personal life, but my career. Uh, she was the one when I first started out in Los Angeles, when I was doing these little uh, club gigs around the Los Angeles area, uh, when people walked into the club to see my show, they would see my wife there with a metal box to collect money for the show. She was taken care of. That's the first face they saw when they entered the club, was my wife, uh, you know, as the 
you know, be accountant, if I can say that, for the kids. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's just been a wonderful ride. You know, it's been hard sometimes, but it's just been uh, euphoric sometimes at the same, you know, in, in, in the same journey. And uh, the good has definitely outweighed the, you know, the, the stumps that you've had to overcome. And, and so it's, it, it, between my wife and my two kids, it has been ultimate uh, for me to sustain what I do in this career and just make it more balanced and, and make it more genuine and 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 honestly uh, give my audience another approach of you know how this music can succeed uh, within you know the various types of uh, chapters that we've gone through and family is first and foremost the most important thing to me to answer your question yeah. Well, that definitely resonates to you. Just to take you back a little bit, man, we're both over 21. We've been around a few times. Barely. I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Man, um, I remember when you had an afro. I remember when was still up and running. Um, It was a beautiful, beautiful time, beautiful experience, especially in Los Angeles. And I'm bringing, up, bringing this up to say this. You have a lot of the jazz clubs that were there when you started out are no longer there. And I've seen the transition where now artists, especially as artists, have an opportunity to make a good living on a lot of these as far as cruise ships, when they're going to cruise perform. Was it an easier transition from playing in the club like that to going on now performing cruises. Do you find it more friendly being able to have being able to have the opportunity to interact with a lot of your local lives and folklorists? I, I think honestly, Teddy Bear, that the both both um instances have their own uh pros and cons. Um, no, okay. you know, I, I you know, I love uh I enjoy playing clubs and theaters and, and jazz festivals, you know. Uh, I try my best to to mingle with folks, even in that type of situation, because you know I realize on a daily basis that those are the people that are allowing me to buy groceries and right. and, and pay my bills. You know, uh, plus I just enjoy the interaction. But I will say that the jazz cruises are a very very special experience, not only for uh, the cruisers that come and enjoy, but also for the artists because. It honestly turns into a family reunion. You get a chance to see a lot of artists that you normally wouldn't get a chance to see because we're all doing our own respective thing and flying around and doing our own respective gigs and things like that. Uh, but here we are, you know, for a full week on a boat where we can perform together, we can catch up on one another's lives and careers together, and just have fun, have some laughs. And at the same time, you know, coincide with, with the cruisers who are just excited to be there as we are. So um, I love both experiences, but I, I think uh, the cruise thing has really come on strong, you know, in, in recent years. And uh, it's a, not only a wonderful alternative for jazz lovers, uh, but I think it prolongs the life of, of jazz as well. So it's a, it's a win-win to me. You know, I had an opportunity to ask this question to several artists, and I said, I get Gerald on, I said, I ask you, um, do you feel to a certain extent that here in the States, we've become somewhat spoiled 
and jaded and we feel as though that we, in my personal opinion, I think that we don't have a greater appreciation for artists like yourself, like they do outside the United States as far as UK, England, France, Germany, Sweden, Japan. They have a, they've always had a love affair, and they really, truly respected the artists. Do you feel there's right. any bias, or do you feel that I'm just I'm I'm being I'm wrong on this aspect as far as what I'm seeing? Well, I, I think once again it's it's a case by case basis. Um, okay. You know, sir, it's, sir, for me, I'm, and I'm speaking of my career, um, I go to certain regions of the country like the DMV, uh, you know, Maryland, D.C., Virginia, uh, and I feel the genuine love from, you know, that part of the country. I mean, whenever I release a record, they're always the ones that either download or run out and get that CD uh, as soon as it's released to the to the streets, you know. Um, okay. There's other areas of the country uh, that I don't get as much attention, and uh, but you are absolutely right. Whenever I go over to Japan or Europe, um, I feel that not only the patrons there they they're into the current project, but they also go back to whatever you did, whether it was your project or not. I may have done a solo on somebody else's project like Phil Collins or Quincy Jones. They'll bring literally 20, 30, 40 CDs for me to sign at the CD table there because they've done their history on what I played on, who I toured with, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, I, I don't see that type of commitment uh, from jazz lovers in the States. I mean, they'll bring one, two, three CDs to the table to sign, but they don't go as deep as like the Japanese and the Europeans. And and honestly, you know, a lot of my comrades have decided to move to Germany and, and, and well, other places in Europe and Japan because of that, because there's more of a respect for the, the music over there. Um, and for some political reasons as well, which is a whole other conversation. Right. But, uh, but uh, yeah, it's an interesting question. That's really an interesting question. But I, I do have to say that uh, there's certain areas of the country that that really, really support my music and, and others that support, but you just don't feel that 100% uh, support, you know. So, you know, we're on a mission to just be as global as we possibly can. Without question. You know, I said every artist that I've had an opportunity to that subject to, they've said the same thing. From Bobby Caldwell, he said, when I go to Japan, they treat me like royalty. Because for me, mm-hmm. there was a point in time I said, what is going to happen to the artists now that belong any record stores here in the states? But as you right. said, when you go when you go to parts of the world outside of the United States, they still have record stores. You still have people buying albums. They attend your concert and they have the Absolutely. liner notes to everything. And it's such a beautiful experience because at the end of the day, we all want to be appreciated. The work that we do. And speaking of We've been waiting a long time to get a new album from you. Can you tell us about the new album, 30, and what it represents to you as a artist? Well, honestly, it's, it's a landmark record for me because it represents 30-plus uh, years in, in the music business as a recording artist. Uh, my very first record came out in 1987, which is called Just Between Us. 
And between that record and now, there have been 19 projects, and I'm working on number 20. I'm just going to start at number 20. Um, okay. So when I look when I look back, you know, the concept of this record, uh, I went through 12 records uh, that I have already recorded, and I handpicked some of my personal favorites and some of the favorites of my, my audience who has been with me that 30 years plus. And we went in and rearranged and updated those songs to, uh, to modern day. And so, uh, you know, there's some extra seasonings on all of the songs. Uh, we brought in some fresh elements to make it, you know, we, we wanted the, the, the body of the song to still be there. Uh, that everybody knew from way back in, but then we wanted to add some other ingredients to really make it uh, a production that we were all satisfied with. And I think we we conquered that uh, on this 30 project. Without question, four on the floor is rapidly the charge, man. I said, man, bravo. Bravo. Thank you so much. I said that that when I see artists like you and Walter Beasley, I mean you that I grew up listening to and seeing the concert. It's a it's a beautiful experience. You know, my son he teases me all the time, Dad. You're still living. Hey, I'm fine with that. I go have my wax. I'm comfortable in the skin I'm in, so I'm 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 cool with that. I'm comfortable with that. And for those who have had an opportunity to see Gerald Albright perform live, you're going to get that opportunity. Actually, this coming Friday, he will be at Yoshi's in Oakland, California, 94607. That's Friday and Saturday, from 5:10 in Bacadero, located in Jack London Square. And you see, well, Teddy, I'm across the other side of the world. How am I going to get there? Playing strings, automobile, okay? <laughs> Get to open, get to your babies. Love that mercy. Without further ado, far bid for the titty to deprive the many listeners from some uh, therapeutic music. So let's get into it for Mr. Gerald Albright's 30. Yeah, new album 30 with four on the floor. Here in the zone of the TRO.
Spoiler from the super talented Mr. Gerald Albright, of course, from the new album, 30, available as we speak, Google Play, Spotify. For those who like to live a little bit more adventurous, please head over to uh, Amazon.com. And to get connected via social media, stop by Gerald Albright's official website at www.geraldalbright.com. And remember, family, this coming Friday the 8th and Saturday the 9th, he will be at Yoshi's Just Art in Oakland, California, 510 in Marcadero West, located in Jack London Square. To get tickets for the performance, or to let your fingers do the walking, go to yoshis.com. And you can also reserve, call and reserve some teach. You've got to do that now. You call area code 510-238-9200. Again, that's 510-238-9200. 0-0. So it is written. So it shall be done. But all right, first and foremost, I want to thank you, man. You know, they say great things come to those who wait. And, man, we've been waiting a long time. And I want to sincerely thank you for taking time on a busy schedule and joining us today. Hopefully soon you will make your way down to Youth Texas Teddy Bear right now, currently Las Vegas. But, man, I would love for you to come down here to come to Youth Texas and perform. We're really looking forward to you. I would absolutely love to. Teddy Bear, thank you for all your support throughout the years, man. I know you've been right there with your finger on the on the pulse, man. And so thank you on behalf of my career and the careers of all those who are trying to do the same that I'm doing. And God bless you, sir. Oh, hey, I got to compliment you, man. The walking strong point, brother. Keep it up. I'm loving it. I'm digging it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, we're going to keep it coming, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Glenis, Glenis is kitchen.com. Everybody go get <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, brother, be safe out there. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Uh, Mr. Very talented. Mr. Gerald Albright here, living in the zone of L.O.T.O. Radio. My goodness, like about 50-some degrees here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, the teddy bears in Vegas been here. For a minute, handling some business, but positive business. But uh, got to take a quick two and two. Got to pay some bills. As that great American once said, James Brown, pay the cost to be the boss. But all I got you here, comfy and cozy, behind this blanket. Let's get into some more. Gerald Albright, Bermuda Nights, here in the zone of the little 